welcome back. Welcome back to the Raynell Jones Podcast. I am your host, and you already know I'm the CEO and founder of the Alignment Chapter. You know we help set moms with same-day emergency assistance. And I'm excited because I have Tori Shonuff Nelson here today to talk a little bit about her life. And me and her was just laughing, y'all, before I came on because if you all don't know, she is a rumbler. And I, you know, in Pittsburgh, we say rumbling, but I want her to tell her story about becoming an award-winning boxer while working two jobs to take care of her babies and tell you about her compelling story on how she became a fighting champion, y'all. She got some belts under her. You know how people say, I got the belts. No, she got some belts. So I want to go ahead and welcome Tori. Hey, Tori. Hi, Miss Renette. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> so far, it's been nothing but laughs because, oh, what, Tori? What is your birthday? August, I'm a Virgo, August 26th. How about my birthday next week? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. Yes, I love it. Okay, so her birthday is next week, y'all. Next week. And I yes. want y'all, tell them get that cash app ready. Get that yes. cash app ready. Make sure y'all cash app Tori. Okay. Is she gonna tell y'all a little bit about herself? Tori, tell the people who Tori Shownuff and where that Shownuff name came from, Nelson is. Okay. Well, first, I am a mother of two beautiful young people right now. Um, I am a God-fearing woman, and by God's grace, I am a 13-time world champion that just finished one journey, and now I am a motivational speaker. How about we talk about it? Yes, glory. So, um, show enough first came from my, my trainer. I was sleeping one morning and he called me and was like, we've been trying to figure out a name, you know, because everybody got to have a boxing name. So I was like, okay, you know, everything we was having, it wasn't sticking. So then he was like, he called me in the, I mean, early Saturday morning and was like, T, I got it. I got it. I was like, you got what? He was like, I got your name. Okay. What is it? He was like, show enough. And he just Fell out laughing. And I was like, show enough. He was like, yeah, you know where it's from? And I was like, yeah, from the last dragon. And he was like, yes. And I've been showing up ever since. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. So where are you from? How did you get into boxing? Like, are you the only sibling? Do you got siblings? Like, when did you become a mom? How was that for you? Like, like what, what, how did Tori became good with her hands and, you know, I don't want to say beating people to the ground, but I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, yes. beating people to the ground. How did this all like, was this like a dream of yours? Like, how did that fruit, fruit, uh, fruition come, you know, to light? Like, how did that happen for you? Well, first of all, I have three brothers that's older. So I'm the only girl and the baby. So people say, oh, how long you been boxing? All my life. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, so that's how the boxing really started. I just wasn't getting paid for it yet. 
uh, preach because I'm the youngest. I have an older brother and I swear I've been fighting all my life. Yes. He always beat me up, but I was trying yes. my hardest, but I, he still beat me up. So, but that's where I like, you know, cause I'm only four, nine, you know, four, nine, oh. four, nine with no fear. Four, I know, that's no right. fear, and I was like, "Oh, I will always get in the fights," and it wouldn't even be my fight. It would exactly like me fighting for him, or mm. me fighting for a friend, or like me fighting because yeah. I felt like somebody was trying to bully on somebody else. Exactly, I'm the same way. It was I stayed, but you know, I stayed getting, and the same thing as you stay getting in fights for someone else. Now, my brothers already knew you can't hit a girl. So my mom really raised and she was a single mom. She made that very clear. But they would say, oh, I can't hit you, but I got somebody that can. Right. I tell you, I got plenty of practice from that. <laughs> and in school, I stayed fighting. I'm telling you, they'll put me out or put me in detention or something. But half the time, I got a, my uncle, by God's the breast his soul. He was on the school board. Girl, I got back in school all the time. Yeah, so I would stay getting put out and I would get back in. But I <laughs> fight. <laughs> oh, don't have that judge. They'd be like, don't come back in here again. Or I'm a sinner. Exactly. Well, they really going to fight you. And you'd be like. Right. Yes. And then as I grew up and I was always in sports. So, you know, the opposing team always wanted to fight after. Always. You beat them. They got to fight you. So then I'm fighting more. So that's all I knew is fight. Shoot. My brothers used to say, you fight first, ask questions later. Mm. All right. Man. They brush you. That ain't nobody. All this room out here in the world. That's a fight. Okay. You got it. And that's, I mean, I just fought. But once I moved, I got older. I had my kids and I was like, Lord, I can't keep fighting like this. I'm a whole mother out here. Right. And you know what really, really made me change myself? Because my daughter is younger than my son, three years. So my son is such a little age. He's so sweet. My daughter, what you call him? A rumbler. A rumbler. That girl, rumbler. <laughs> that yeah, period. <laughs> Let me tell you. And she with you. She was, she's always been the smallest of everybody. She's so little. Mm -hmm. my son would do anything like anything you turn around and she dogging him oh. and she said my, my husband my ex-husband asked her where you getting this from and i told her you stop hitting your brother don't do that you don't fight all the time you know what she told me you do it you hit daddy oh i said oh wow that's it that was it that i said it. i need to figure out how to channel my anger to something else Mm -hmm. So <laughs> my ex said, boom, I got you. We're going to the boxing gym. So he went, he said, I saw this boxing gym. So we went there and the man that owned it became my coach. And he was like, what you want out of this? And I was like, I mean, I just want to, you know, get this frustration. I get my anger out, you know? And he was like, what would you be? What would you do if we, um, you know, if you was to be competitive? And I said, y'all going to pay me? And he was like, if you're good enough. My husband, my ex was like, I just want her to stop hitting on me. Like, I don't care what y'all do. Y'all just get her to stop hitting on me. Like, put this angle somewhere else. Right. Girl, let me tell you, I got in the gym. 
I started taking classes. And so my coach came to me, the owner at the time, he came to me and he said, yo, um, would you like to spar, help me with this girl? Now, mind you, he had been training this girl for months, like almost a year or whatever. And I had never got trained by him. I was just taking classes, you know, but I already knew how to fight. Right. So but that's what they didn't see. So I get in this ring. This girl is shredded. Like she got a fight in like two weeks. <gasps> but they thought, yes, this girl is like six feet, probably six two. I mean, shredded, nothing but straight muscle, not an inch of fat on her. Her arm reach was ridiculous. Girl, we get in the ring. He just pulls me in like, here, I need you to just, you know, walk her down and punch me with her. But they thought she was going to beat me. Girl, I drug her. You hear me? Oh. When I say it came to me, in my mind, that first hit came to me. Oh, we was back to the streets. Ooh. So I'm just like, oh, no. Nah. When I say I dogged her, the man, his friend, on the um, my coach friend on the outside of the ring looked and he said, that's your fighter right there. How about she never fought? She she didn't. She did all that training. She was like, mm -mm, I'm not fighting. I'm done. If this what it's like, I'm not doing it. Mind you, I hadn't had no training. And that's when Tori Show Enough started. Oh, man, that is crazy. You know what? So wait, how tall are you, Tori? I'm five six. I like to think I'm five seven, but I ain't. So you're not that tall. No, like at I'm all. <laughs> at all. Average height, like your average height. You're a mom. You go yeah. to get this frustration off up in the gym, and because you know you was tired of knocking your ex upside the head when he got <laughs> stupid, you know you just cold cocked him a little bit. Exactly. And for you, it was like I need to channel this aggression now for me i'm going to say that i think a lot of my aggression and my anger when i was younger um and when i was like always out here fighting i think it came from me um experience a, a lot of things that i grew up in like the forest community in pittsburgh okay so like experiencing like seeing my friends get shot you know mm -hmm. having our house shot at like you know, seeing like uh, my brother being arrested, like, you know, stuff like that, like police brutality, like, you know, all of those things that I was seeing, like I would see my aunt, she was on drugs real bad. Like, you know, all of those things was like, as a kid, they don't express to you how angry that stuff makes you or take, you know, back then they didn't have therapy and, you know, make sure it was okay. So, you know, us like, little black kids growing up in the ghetto all we know how to do is fight so it's like that's yeah. where we took our aggression out do you think that's like where a lot of your aggression came from or did it just come from like just being raised by boys no you know well yeah and i'm glad you said raised by boys because i was but my mom was a single mom she worked and i was raised by boys right not men boys like they was three four years older than me me too yeah. So I'm like, um, and you're right. It came from all of that. And to, you know, you the first to get this. My mom was like, um, my mom was, um, a great woman. She was the breadwinner. She was, a she was a counselor for the inmates at prison. And my dad told her opposite. My dad was a kingpin drug dealer. So that life, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so then, um, and they say you marry your father. Right. That's how my dad was, though. And then he yes. got hooked on crack cocaine. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, my dad, he sniffed, but, you know, he he wouldn't do cocaine. Let him tell it. Like, he'll sniff, but that was it. He didn't, you know, that was to keep him going. He used to say, you don't get hooked on your own products. Right. Like, okay. So being raised in, like, I go to my mom, I'm staying with her, and I got the positive from her side. Like, you got to grind. Like, nothing is given to you. Let me pour the Lord in you. Like, my grandma was a praying woman. You know, so I got the positive side from my mom. I got the hood um, world side from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and then in the middle, I got these boys teaching me how to fight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you put it all together, boom, just what you got. That's exactly, that's exactly how it is. And you know what's so funny? I I felt like even when I got older, even when I like, you know, had my first child, I was always, I wasn't scared. Like, you know, and I would get in bed like domestic fights. Like I wasn't the type of female, like, you know how people, they get in domestics or whatever and they be like, oh, he beat me or oh, this, this, that. No, oh, yeah. like we beat, like he hit me and I'll hit him back. Like exactly. you hit me, you get hit back. Like this ain't exactly. good, you know, you hit me, like we fighting, like, you know, <laughs> so it was like. <laughs> but you know what? My poor ex wouldn't even hit me. My thing is. <laughs> He, it was me doing the hitting. My thing is, when I say, okay, it's done, like we done talked about it and it's over, don't keep talking. Right. Yeah, leave it alone. Because if you keep talking, I don't know how to keep talking. I don't have the sisters to do I all that. I don't know how to. Don't you suck at arguing? Like, oh, girl, you yeah. hear people have like good comebacks and you be like, yes. It's not there. Like people like that, that are like fighters. Like they don't know how to argue. Like it's just let's just do this and get it over with, so we can be done. Exactly, get it over with. I just get it over with. Like let's yeah. just be done. So yeah. when you say do, and I say like do it like this and let's get it done. Is that how you used to go into your fights? Like let me just knock her head off and get it done. Like how you won your first fight? Oh girl, when I won my first fight, okay, it was in amateurs. This girl was big, like she was a big girl. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. Girl, when I tell you that first hit to my face, I was like, all right, oh, it's on now. Because I go back to childhood. I'm it's on. We fighting. So after my very first win, oh, you could not tell me nothing. Even though I was exhausted. Because this fighting with rules is different than fighting without rules. Oh, girl, it's so different. Like, your stance is different. You know, in the streets, you put your, your like, if you're right-handed, you put your right hand in the front. That's your power hand. No, in boxing, you switching it, and it makes sense. So, girl, like, the whole, the change and everything was totally different for me. But fighting with rules and fighting in the street is extremely different. Mm-hmm. And so when the fight was over... I had to be like, um, the girl was laying on top of me, Miss Rennell. I'm like, yo, get this girl off of me. Like the bell done rung and she's literally, we're on the rope ropes and she's laying on top of me. I'm like, oh no. Nah. But after that, 
Girl, when I got back to my corner, oh, you know, we got to talk trash. Oh, I did that. What's up? Let's go for the next. Line them up. I'm knocking them down. And girl, that's what we did. I'm telling you. Lungs burning, nose burning. I remember I got in the car. We driving back and I called my grandma because that's that was my rock. So yeah. I'm like. Always grounds. Always grandma. <laughs> And grabs the real rumbler, low key. Yeah, what? You better say it. <laughs> Listen, my grandma's hands is so big, like her fingers. And her yes, yes. And she still be trying to fight to this damn like grandma. You seventy five. <laughs> you seventy five. Like, what did you? Oh my gosh! I had to stop her in the grocery store. It's like, God. <laughs> Lord, but my grandma, God bless her so she passed. That was my last, that was why I had my last fight. But yes, girl, like that, we get it from somewhere. It's not just in us. We get it from the roots. So girl, yes, I called my grandma and I'm like, grandma, I did it. I had my first real fight, my legal fight. I did extraordinary where I want. I was like, but grandma, my nose is burning. She was like, she hit you in your nose. I said, she hit me everywhere, but I don't know why my nose, but girl, that nose burned for like almost all night long. But I'm telling you, it's different. But then I got used to it. It's just something you got to get used to. But when I tell you, I love boxing. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's such a, and you know, I don't understand why people think all boxers are angry. That's the craziest thing to think. We getting paid. To beat somebody, to get our frustration, to fight. Right. That's crazy. That's the best canceling you could ever have. Yeah. And you pay me. And you get that. When my coach, my coach told me, T, you can get, and this is so funny. He said, T, you can get paid to beat up every white girl you want to beat up. I said, what? He said, and get paid. You got it. Sign me up. I'm ready. Mm. Yes. Dang, that sounds so exciting. Like, it's just making me think, like, while you talking, I'm like, I wonder if we got some gems over here. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. I got some gems around here, something I could go to real quick. You know, like, that's how I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, and I also, too, like, think, too, like, maybe I should get my kids in the box then. Like, you know, little stuff you like do. that because you got to, you got to let them, you know, get their little frustrations out. Yes. There. And I used to take my kids, they grew up in the boxing gym. Like I was in there when I trained, they trained. And my kids, I'm telling you, they get all their frustration out. Um, like they just the happiest kids they could be. Good. See, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, do they ever come to the gym? Like, do they say, Mommy, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna box too? Like, do oh, they do they say that? No, my kids, my son used to wrestle when he was in high school. He he wrestled for a year. He was like, Ma, I don't like this because I don't like men putting their things on me. Like, I don't do that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, bet. So he thought he would come to the gym. Both of them, they was raised in the gym. Like my daughter been in the gym since she was in elementary. Mm -hmm. you know, so I would go to the gym, work out. They, it's people, the coaches or the other fighters helping my kids do homework, do schoolwork while I'm in the ring. Like, you know, the gym raised my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we was a village. Yeah. So okay. now, like, my daughter, she goes to work out, but they don't, they won't, they, neither one of them ever wanted to box. So when you, 
How was it though when you became like a single mom in boxing? Did you have to stop for a minute or did you have to like adjust your life? You know, I I hadn't started boxing yet. I was I was training. I was in the training. I hadn't started actually fighting when mm -hmm. I became single because you know he told me you love boxing more than you love me. What? Yes, he did. I was in am let me take it back. I was in amateurs. I was boxing amateurs. And he said you love boxing more than you love me. I'm like, are you not seeing, girl, yes. I'm like, I'm trying to make a life that we, neither one of us have to work ever. And, and you took me down here. And you took me here to start you took me down here. What did you yes. do? <laughs> yes. So he left. And I said, well, if that's what you want, okay, fine, bye. Because I'm going to box. I'm going to make a better life for myself and my kids because my kids don't need me need to see me hitting you. They need to see me doing it to do something different for myself. Right. And so he left. But then, yes, I stopped for a minute and my coach called and was like, T, what's going on? I was like, you know, it's different right now, you know, and I'm not the one to tell my business in the hood. You don't tell your business. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, um, I'm just going through something. And right. he was like, come talk to me. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need your help, whatever. He was like, come talk to me. So I go there and he was like, is it finance? I was like, kind of, you know, because now, and I just told him because my coach was like my dad, because my dad had passed, you know. So he he took me in as like his child. So um, he was like, don't let that stop you. Like you have a calling in this. You about to do this. I said, okay. He was like, whatever you need, I'm here. I was like, I don't want your money. I just need help or helping with my kids. My kids need to come to this gym. Like we need to just be in here. He was like, you got it. And so he told, I guess, you know, all the other fighters knew, you know, all right, Tori bringing the kids more. Okay. So it's something all of us going to jump in and everybody help. And so that's how my change started. Then I needed money. So I started working. Uh, at, I hop at night. And I started driving a school bus so I could train like in the day, in the mornings, like after I did the drop of kids in the morning time on the bus, I would go to the gym. And then after the gym, on the days that I didn't work at IHOP, I would go to the gym and train. But girl, when you tell, when I say my day was full from 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning to about midnight to, or sometimes till four or two in the morning. So I would get maybe like three hours of sleep. That's deep because I felt like when I was doing that, I felt like, damn, like I missed a lot of my daughter's like little time. Yes. Like I missed like a lot for real. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that I wanted to, I had to sacrifice my, me. <laughs> I yes. had to sacrifice that time. And it doesn't make, and that's why I always tell people, don't make you a bad mom when you're sacrificing to make a better life because you'll miss those times that you get back more times, things that you never was able to do before you'll be able yeah. to do as long as you grind and work hard for it. Like people want the lifestyle. People want yes. the, the glam, the, the, the media and things like that. But you all don't see what happens behind closed doors. What Tori just explained to y'all was, the back silent struggle of the grind and a lot of times it consists of us being 
broke as shit when we don't even realize Bro. how we gonna get gas money to get to the corner. In um, and, and food, that's the day to day thing. You know, closing kids every season, that's buck wild. You know, and then also trying to pursue your dreams. It takes a village sometimes, and sometimes it hurts for us to ask for help. But at the end of the day, if we ask for help, we never know the result that we'll get. And I always wanted to break that generational curse in the low-income community is that we take too much pride in not leaning on one another. We should take more pride in that because you see, like, when you just opened up a little bit, like, look, I ain't, it ain't good, but it's all right. Like, yeah, exactly. And I really like how they came in and really like stepped up and helped. Yeah, girl. They did. I appreciate it. And you know what? I feel it's it's good to be able to talk to someone that went through it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think doing all the interviews I've been in, I think you're the only one that I can feel that actually went through. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people say, oh, yeah, I understand. But you really don't. No, like... I've been, I used to get up at like 4 a.m. I used to have to catch my bus by 6. I used to have to have her to that place, to the babysitters by 7. And then when I dropped her off at 7, I used to have to run back to the bus stop because I had to make it to town. So I got to have my first class at 8 because I was a full-time student. I to get my first class. By the time I got done with class, it was 1 p.m. Like, done with all my classes, 1 p.m. Then I had to go be a housekeeper from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So I wasn't seeing my baby until 1 in the morning, midnight. And yeah. I was still all over again. And people don't understand, like, that's, the, that, that's just how my lifestyle was. And yeah. It doesn't make you a bad mom. Like, you know, of course, like, you know, our grandparents are like, you know, cousins and stuff will always have their little, you know, like, family don't mean to do it. Like, family, no, but y'all talk shit. Look, <laughs> no, bro. Y'all talk shit. Y'all be like, oh, she ain't, she ain't never with her kid. Oh, she ain't never doing this. Show. Listen, that's because they don't understand exactly. what we do. But yeah. I love y'all though. But y'all be used to talk, man. Like, look, look, my family, I know they listen, man. Y'all used to talk shit. And I used to be like, listen, <laughs> y'all will understand at the end why I was yes. in the time of my child. And now y'all get it. Like now y'all exactly. Yeah. Like, I was really grinding. Like I was trying because wasn't nobody. Cause then look, y'all wasn't gonna do it. Like if I asked my family for something, like y'all would talk about me before y'all help me. No, what? Like, yes, yes. And that's what I said. I used to say, I don't need nothing from nobody. I'm not gonna ask nobody. Cause what you're not about to do is talk about me and make matters. Talk about me. You about to stress me out yeah. even more. Like you know. Yeah. So I feel I feel what you what you were saying. Like that's the part right there that I want y'all to hear from Tori is that, yeah, she, she when she started her boxing, she did suffer in silence a little bit being a oh, yes. But she definitely, like, how did you, like, when did, okay, so when did that kind of level out for you? When I first became, no, not even when I first became pro. When I, I'm going to say because when I first became pro, being a female, I paid money to fight on cards because they didn't like female fighters. Mm. They wasn't really letting us on cards. So I would pay like sell tickets, like buku tickets because people, I people knew I could fight. So I sold a lot of tickets and would just give it to the promoter just so I could fight on their card. What? Yes. 
Yes. So then once it changed and they saw, oh, this girl can throw. Okay, this girl fighting. And she got a following. Like she got, she can sell tickets. So this girl can fight and give her entertainment and make me money. Mm. Bet we put her on the cards. So that's when I started getting on cards. And that's when I started getting paid. And that's when things started changing. Mm. I went from working one job, working three jobs to maybe two down to one. And then I would just work at IHOP and box. Mm. Because you know, you always got to have that fallback. Being a single parent, you don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. So I always stayed at IHOP because they always work with me. So I always worked that job that's waitressing and box. And if that's how that's when it leveled out. That's when it leveled out. So how when did you start winning? So can you tell me how the belts work? Like you know how you get you got belts. So okay. how do you, like, so every fight you win a belt or does each belt mean something? No, each belt means something. Okay. And, like, you, most of the time, you have to be asked to fight for that sanctioned belt. Or you have to be in line for that belt. So it's not like you got three fights and you say, they say, oh, she good. All right, I want her to fight for my belt. No. You have to show and prove yourself. That, all right, like I fight hard. I'm I'm here. You have to prove yourself in order to fight for a belt. Right. You know, so, and then once you fight for it and then you win, okay, then it's, the belt is given to you. But then for you to keep that belt, you have to keep fighting like the top person next to you that's in line. Okay. But if you decline and don't want to fight that person, they can strip you of their belt. Right. That and I okay. Yes. So I've been in the I've been in the category to fight next for a belt that I wanted, but then the person was like, Well, I ain't care for the belt. I wanted to fight the person. And they was like, No, I'm not fighting Tori Nelson. And so they gave the belt up. What? But then I ain't want the belt because I ain't, I wanted the belt, but I ain't want to just be given to me. You know, uh, for me to fight for it, I wanted to fight that person. Yeah, so you, I was wanted like, to, you wanted to fight. What put hands on? Yeah. But then I was like, you know, yeah. So that's how it worked. Oh, yeah. Tori. I think that is so dope. I really like, I really love just listening to your story because this is so Thank unique. You. Like I've never talked to a boxer before. Like, yes. and y'all, y'all can't see Tori right now. Like, but she's so cheesy and smiley. She's so pretty. Like you can't even tell, like, what did that what did that I read in one article that she was in her 40s? And I'm looking I'm, at Tori like, what's she, she in her 30s? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know what? When I'm with my kids, they think I'm their sister. Yeah. And my son so, gets <laughs> and she don't look like some big old tomboy <laughs> with lumps in her eye, crooked or nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all think female boxes look no like her hair ain't in cornrows, like she ain't looking crazy. Like, no, y'all, like she looks like normal, like a really pretty lady. Like she looks really Thank pretty. You. so it's just amazing to me just listening to your story. Like, oh my gosh, like just you know what it reminds me of. God always says, like, he sends that what did my great grandma say? He said he he uses his prettiest flowers to bloom. 
They always bloom last, but they go through a rough winter, but they bloom, bloom mm. last, right? Amen. So she said that to me, and I never understood what she meant, you know, and you're like the definition of that flower, like, you know, mm. and I always say that because it's people who carry faith, like, you know, like, I'm very faith-driven, like, Tori, I don't know how I made it through half my scariest moments or even starting my business. Like, mm -hmm. I was so broke. I was just like, man, I'm going to make it happen. Like, you know, I just had so <laughs> much faith that yeah. it was going to go down. Like, I was yeah. not, nobody could tell me that it was not going to happen. Like, exactly. even when I started my podcast, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I always pray to God because without him, like, I don't know how I would keep going. Like, I got crazy faith. Like, and a lot Amen. of you women who listen, who don't come from poverty, like, if y'all understand, like, people in poverty, we got mad faith. Only, mad. only reason why is because, like, we got to experience a lot of struggle and we got to have faith. Yes. To make it through like that. Like I gotta have faith that my check come before this water bill get cut yeah. off. Like, exactly. like you know, like yeah, and that's you know, real. It's real. It's real. Like, you know, like that's just how it is. Like, dag, like, you know, even like a lot of us that have people who's incarcerated, like dag, I, I just gotta have faith that you know he won't get 15 years. Like, you yeah. know, you just gotta yeah. have faith. Like, and it's just one of those things that we carry. Um just with us, like, did you feel like that too when you was boxing? Like, was you ever scared, like, just a little bit? And just like, I got it. Oh, yeah, girl, every fight, every fight. I have, I suffer with anxiety. Me too. So, yes. So, whenever, like, I know it's time for me to fight. You know, that's the crazy thing. It's going to sound crazy, but it's what I would have to put in my mind. Like, I would get sick. I would, like, when they get, say, Nelson on deck, that means I'm next in the ring. So when to hear that, girl, I would be so sick, I would throw up. What? Yes, that's how bad my anxiety was. So once I get to the ring, you know, my coach was like, no, keep your headphones on so you don't hear it. And so they would put somebody on the outside of the door so they would tell them. And then my assistant coach would come in and tell me, RT, let's go. You know, it ain't you on deck, none of that. I felt better hearing it from my team. And so they'd be like, all right, let's go. Let's go for our walk. And I'm like, okay. So when I get to the ring, I get in in my corner. I, I wouldn't say, yeah, I don't know if I was scared, but it was my anxiety would take over my body. And I would just say, just get this over with. You know, you, you equip. God equipped you already. You want it in the gym. So now just get this over with so you can go get in the bed. And I would tell myself, I'm not lying. I told you it was going to sound crazy. I would tell myself that every fight. Like, just hurry up. The quicker you get this done, you can go home and get in the bed. And I'm like, okay. And that's what make me go. Yeah. And I did. And I'm every single fight. First round and in the corner, people say, and people, you see my mouth moving. People be like, I see your mouth moving on your videos. What you saying? <laughs> praying I'm praying and I'm saying get it on at the end thank you Lord and get it over with so I can go to bed yes oh my gosh see y'all listening to her y'all wouldn't think that she would be scared but y'all like y'all understand 
having anxiety is crazy. Like it's Girl. like something that trigger you, like you can't control it. Y'all, yes. but to me, like you know how you get um nauseous, like me, I snap out. Like I have a full blown <laughs> crying, screaming, snot oh. panic attack. I'm like, nah. she go crazy. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I can't help it. Like, if I get real scared, like me, my anxiety is heights and, and uh, driving fast in a car. Oh. Right? And somebody else is driving. So somebody yeah. else is driving fast in a car with me in the car. And I keep, you keep doing wild stuff. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying, slow down. And you keep doing wild stuff. I am... <laughs> Nothing. I'm crying. I'm screaming. Let me out this car. Like that's just my anxiety. Like I'll be like on edge, like all the time. No. I can't help it. I'm like that with planes, and I fly everywhere, but I still be so scared. Really terrified. Oh, oh I be so scared. I be terrified, but I be like God. Yeah. God. Mine is is just in the ring, like that's. But you know, I have I'll have no fear. Like I know I can fight, and I know I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb. So I got the earthly things. I can fight you physically, and I know my my Papa got you. My Daddy got you. If you try to come against me spiritually, so I don't have no fear. But my anxiety will kick in when it's time for me to fight, and when I get so mad and I I don't I, I try to just laugh. That's why they say, why are you so happy? Because you don't want to see the other side. You don't want to see the other side. Yeah, because once I, I'm frustrated and I'm mad, one tear drops. I don't cry. My brothers told me, you don't cry. You're not a punk. No crying. So it was hard for me to even let my kids cry, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I don't cry. I'll drop a tear after that. Oh, it's hands on because I told you, like, my anxiety kicks in. And I can't control it because all I know is to fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, girl, yeah. Yeah, let me keep laughing and smiling because when that's gone, always hands on. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 one of the things that I, I think people misinterpret is that sometimes as adults now, we avoid situations to not be in situations. Yes. We know yeah. our own levels. Exactly. And that's how I am. I'm teaching my kids that now, like, um, like I have a 13 year old, you know, and to her and her brain, you know, they not raised how we was raised. Like, you know, exactly. we raised our kids way different. I'm a real, like, I'm a very tough parent, like oh. very tough because like, I don't want them to be like how a lot of these kids that are out here yeah. like falling victim to the internet, the system and yeah. Not yeah. being nothing, and they don't understand how hard you really have to work to make oh, yeah. make something, or you'll be literally like broke, struggling, crying, yeah. like trying to figure it out. And I don't want them to be like that. Exactly. You know, so I always teach them that you know, as much like my granddad, he passed away. So as much as my granddad always taught me, stay in school. You know, mm -hmm. make sure you get that education because yes. you can be pretty all you want, but you'll be a pretty dummy. Dummy. Don't nobody want no dummy. Pretty dummy. <laughs> It'll be a pretty nasty dummy. Don't nobody want to be near you. Like, and that's true because yes. I grew up and I realized I'm like, dang, I'm glad I'm super smart because now I understand what he was saying. Yes. So, and 
I want you to explain to women, like after you gave up fighting, because I know you said you kind of stopped because, you know, your grandma passed. Mm -hmm. um, that would make me stop, too. Like, you know. I put breaks on. But, you know, my kids always I always would tell my kids when you think that it's time for me to stop, when you ready, I stop because it, it was, you know, the three of us, I call us the three students. It was us, you know, so the three musketeers, it was just the three of us. So if one of us get hurt and I'm the head one and I'm here to take care of you. Who's going to take care of you? So if you see that I'm not doing well in my training or you see any change in my fighting, you tell me when you ready for me to stop. Mm -hmm. And once my grandma passed in um, July, it was a July, and I had a fight coming, I think it was August or September. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been August or September. I can't remember. But... um. I felt it. I knew. I knew. Like, I didn't. I had the drive, but then it was a. You can never fight angry. Right. You know? And I had. I don't know if it was anger. Yeah, it was anger. It was. It had to be anger. Let me not even play with it. It was anger because I've lost my rock. Mm -hmm. I lost my. My. Like, she was my. Everything. Her, everything. Yes. I never understand. Y'all know we talk about how grandma's is like, okay, we got our mom, but grandma. Yeah. Grandma. That's it right there. Yeah. I, you could call her for anything. Okay. So once she passed, you know, and my kids was like, they saw me in training camp. They saw, they was like, mom, no, we're done. Like we're done with this. You, you, this is it for you. This fight. And we're done. And I announced it. And I was like, okay. And I told my coach and he was like, you sure it to yeah, my kids, well, my kids say go. And it was like, okay. And I announced it and I, everybody was so shocked because they like, what? Like, you just, you know, you fought, like you just knocked this girl out and now you telling us this your last fight. But I mean, I needed to because for my own mental health and for my own, for my kids. Mm. And so after that, I was like, you know, let me see. I know that journey is over, but God got something else for me. Mm -hmm. I went through. I went through crying, like the itch wanting to get back in it. But I had gave my word to my kids. So I knew I could never go back. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I went through. Then that's when I could mourn my grandma. Mm -hmm. I could, and I'm done. Now it's all together. Mm -hmm. Now I'm a hot whole mess. Yeah. Girl, but then. I've got my, my publicist, Miss Desiree, mm -hmm. gave me a call. And actually, she was calling me for someone else. Okay. But then I started working with her. And girl, I'm back, baby. I'm back to a new journey. Oh. <laughs> yes, motivational speaking, girl. Yes. yes. Let me tell you, when God, and it ain't even that he closed the door, you was finished with that journey. If he closed the door on something, it was because you finished with that. He closed the door on a relationship, it was finished. It won't meant to go no further. He closed the door on a job, you was finished there. You did what he wanted you to do. So I feel like I was finished with boxing. He closed that door, but he said, my baby, I got something else for you. Get all that crying out. Get it out because you got something else to do now. So I'm like, bet. I'm here, Papa. I'm ready. And now 
Look at me now. Where Chris Brown said, look at me now. Hey. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh, Tori. That is so amazing. So how yes. can people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Facebook as Tori Nelson, or you can go to Tori showing up Nelson. I think it's, um, both of them are my pages. I have a fan page and a regular page. You go on my Instagram as Tori show now. Okay. Yes. Or you can go through my PR. Yes. That's right, Vincent. Yes, she on all of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Her. Shoot her email. Desiree Benson at BBB at gmail.com. Yes, y'all. So if y'all need a public speaker, y'all got an engagement coming up, please make sure y'all hit Tori up. Please. is going to rock. She might get some people in there crying. Inspire many. Get them out <laughs> their feet. Make sure y'all book Tori. I'm so happy you decided to come on, Tori, and talk to me. Thank I you this for having me. It was a fresh breath there to be able to speak to somebody that done been through the ruts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, because I have been, when I say through it, y'all, yeah. we've been through it. So y'all ain't the only ones out there going through it, have been through it. This is one of the probably authentic podcasts you ever listened to. Um, it's not rehearsed. It's not pre-questioned. I literally go with the flow of the conversation yeah. because i like really engaging you all with organic women like tori and y'all heard tori make sure y'all follow her on instagram book her if y'all have any upcoming events um make sure y'all book her ahead of time so thank yeah. you again tori for coming on thank you miss renee thank you so much you're welcome y'all don't forget to share the raynell jones podcast and tune into our next episode y'all have a good one